I'm Martin Humbach, and this is SEO in 2023 Additional Insights. Martin, what's your additional insight for SEO in 2023? Uh, my additional insight is SEO companies should focus on creating content that their customers need rather than creating SEO-driven content. SEO-driven content, okay. What does SEO-driven content look like in 2023? So I think, especially with everything with ChatGPT coming along now and everybody just trying to rank higher, I think a lot of the times we measure our success as SEO agencies by the number of keywords we've got ranking, by the how many keywords are there, the, 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 the how high they are on the first page. And sometimes that drives the actions that we take when it comes to creating content. Whereas, you know, that's not necessarily the best way to do it if you're trying to get real, true, valuable customers that are going to transform your business. Is it not possible to serve both customers and search engines equally well? Or do you have to tailor what you're doing primarily towards one of them? So let's just say that the entire goal is to rank on the first page of Google and that's your entirety of the measurement and that's your goal as to what you want to achieve for you and your clients. What that means is that you're going to do things like you're going to rely completely on keyword research. You're going to rely on trying to force keywords as in as many natural places as possible. But in reality, there are lots of ideas when it comes to content creation that keyword research tools don't show you. You know, there's certain things that people are talking to you about, your clients, your potential customers, when they ring you up on the phone, when they send you emails, they say, these are the problems that I'm having. Yes, I think SEO can help, but actually if you think about content from what your customers need, then it's far, it's a far better SEO strategy is what I've found from, you know, doing both over the years from entirely focused on creating SEO-driven content and trying to get keywords in as many places as possible and seeing the end goal as being number one on Google rather than thinking about serving your customers because these people are asking you questions all the time. These people are sending you emails and jumping on calls with you and Googling things that maybe don't have that much in terms of search volume. Uh, and we're missing out on an entire kind of client and potential client because we're just trying to do what keyword research tools tells us to do. I mean, I think it certainly makes sense when you look at the Google SERP and you see people also asked, or you look at tools like also asked, and you get some great long tail questions that uh, people tend to ask in relation to the types of queries that are relevant to your website. The challenge obviously with that is that um, there are often no uh, keyword volume related to those keyword phrases. So, so how do you square that? I mean, how do you justify that again uh, to people within organizations that to say that you're targeting these terms, but you can't actually say there's any definitive keyword volume behind them? Yeah, I think um, you have to think about what the end goal is. And this is where it comes down to it. So if your end goal is keywords ranking, that's all on my deliverable is, then you might have to go down an SEO route and you might have to say, this is the best keyword. I'm going to try and go for it. I'm going to fire loads of backlinks at it. I'm going to put my full weight behind this particular set of keywords. And that's one option. The problem is, is that I've found that if you actually want customers and you actually want high quality customers that are just in need of a little bit of education, 
You know, this is the thing that I've found with um, some of our clients. When we write content for clients, there is always a battle between, okay, we've got customer service department and sales who was telling us one thing. And then we've got search engine, um, you know, keyword research tools telling us another thing. So sometimes you have to split your attention. You have to think this is a keyword we want to go for. So let's create some amazing content around that keyword to try and tick that box and get rankings so that we can justify, you know, that return on their investment or, or, or assumed return on the investment because you're ranking on the first page of Google. But then you've also got salespeople and customer support that are they're taking up time because you're not answering questions that your customers have. Even though the keyword research tool doesn't say this, doesn't mean it's not going to support the entire team. You're going to support everyone from top to bottom, from you know, people managing customer support through to getting people over the, you know, the finish line to actually start working with your organization. There's a whole set of questions that they get day in, day out. But if you was to throw those questions into a keyword research tool, you know, you might have less than 10 searches a month, less than 50 searches a month. Is it worth not writing that content when it's going to dramatically improve the processes and the organization within the business? When you're going to save people time, you're going to be able to sign up twice as many customers faster because you have that content to support those people. And as long as you have a content first mentality, you can go for keywords and rankings with one piece of content. You can then assist the team and support people signing up with you and becoming more aware of you through other forms. So just because people aren't searching for it doesn't mean it's not gonna be extremely valuable. And as an example, I think a few years ago, uh, one of the pieces of content that we created for our agency was based on a concern that people constantly asked us about. They were constantly saying, okay, why are we not ranking on the first page of Google? We've gone to this agency, and we have a, a good looking website and we're really not sure what it is and why our website's not ranking. So when you actually use a keyword research tool to analyze that, like what, what would you even type in? Not ranking in Google or why is my website not performing or is my website broken? Like it's so varied because it comes from a problem that people have and people describe problems in completely different ways. So when we did the keyword research, nobody searched for it. You know, we didn't even know what to put into keyword research because people used different language, different vocabulary to describe, describe that problem. So what we did is we created the content anyway. We created all of the reasons that you might not be ranking in Google and what you can do about it. And we started to get quite a lot of traffic on that particular post. And then since that, we've seen lots of other people repurpose that content and, and do longer versions and you know, just completely go all in on that and teaching people how to do it. But at the time, nobody was searching for it, but it was something that our clients wanted. Now, that particular piece of content eliminated a, a large chunk of explanation time at the start of sales calls because we already had that piece of content, which meant we're building trust and credibility. But it also meant that we started to get sales from it because it's quite a heavy sales post in the sense that these are all the problems and this is why you're not successful right now. Here's how to fix it. And by the way, if you want us to fix it for you, here's a big button to click. Now, if we were only to focus on keyword research tools, we'd focus on things that people are actually typing in, you know. So that's the key to this. It's navigating what your SEO department and your metrics are, but also how can we help this business improve their business? And I also like actually the way that you started off that because you were talking about how SEOs need to probably work more closely with other departments if they work in a larger business and actually define mm -hmm. the content that your sales team, that your customer service team knows 
it needs to yeah. service the requirements of inquiries of um, people who are nearly customers but not quite customers yet as well. Um, mm-hmm. So would you advocate that the whole keyword research process that an SEO undertakes also needs to incorporate internal discussions with these kind of departments? Yeah, I think it's one of the best things that an SEO can do is to actually reach out and have like genuine discussions to say, what are the problems you're facing right now? What are the concerns? What are the questions people are asking consistently? What is the thing that's stopping people from being successful with the thing that we help people to achieve? So whatever it is, you know, there's always going to be questions that pop up that uh, customer support have to deal with, contend with every single day. And sometimes they don't have content to support that. And we we kind of think about this um, when it comes to Uh, that communication within an organization is that sometimes you will have one conversation with a client and somebody else in a different department will have another conversation. So it's nice for everybody to be on the same page. And sometimes it's a good exercise to get everybody on the same page. For instance, you've got a salesperson saying one thing, you've got support saying another, you've got the marketing department posting things on Instagram that's something else. And sometimes this helps align the communication and the actual messaging within an organization to actually think about having someone to balance what the process is. So one of the things that you can do uh, if you are working in an organization is understand the process, the sales process. It will give you so many additional content ideas on how you can streamline that process for an organization without them even knowing it. You know, the fact that you publish that content. And we always say, especially when it comes to sales, is that you have salespeople on on the call, on calls, on the phone, on Zoom calls every day, sometimes one call after another, and they're constantly saying the same things. And what I always say is people don't care what you say, they care what you publish. So it's something we really fleshed out in the book. But what it essentially means is that if you're prepared to put black and white text on your website that says, this is how you need to do it. This is the best way to approach it. You've always got that as an extra asset that you can use when you're selling to people to say, it's good that you've asked that question. What is it that makes SEO so powerful? Well, actually, here's is a comparison post between Google ads and Facebook ads and uh, SEO. And if you have proof that you've published that content, then it adds a certain weight because when it's public, other people can see it. Your peers can see it. People higher up can see it. The companies, other companies can see it. So actually publishing content to answer certain questions is a very, you know, basic methodology, but it just helps so many other departments, especially salespeople when it's, have you got any proof that what you can do can help an estate agent or can help a catering company? Well, yes, here's exactly how what we do serves people and helps people. And the more you publish content, the easier that becomes. It just means that, well, for our From our perspective, um, which I think is going to be relevant to your listeners, is that we were able to take 90 minute sales calls down to around 20 to 30 minutes because we had content to support us when we were trying to sign up new clients. So now anyone we speak to is very well qualified. They've got that content there and they trust us a lot more because we are prepared to say the same thing on sales calls as we do on our website. I just think it's just an air of transparency that improves, yes, getting the sale, but also every other area of the business as well. So how do you define the precise elements that needs to be incorporated within the content that you publish? Because it's all well and good actually deciding on 
the headings, you know, having conversations with your sales team, your customer service teams, things like that, and actually deciding on, you know, what kind of questions need to be answered. Um, but how do you decide on how you go about answering the questions? What form the content takes, for example? So the first step that we use with all our clients is to, is probably the same step that a lot of SEO companies have, which is have an initial call with a client, have a kickoff call, talk to them about their goals and their objectives for the organization and really try to understand the intricacies of what they do and how it impacts people in the real world. You know, the more discovery that you do on a call with a client, the better you can understand their business and their objectives. The next step when it comes to planning a series of content, you know, a content campaign, is to really think about how you can take what they've said and put it through your knowledge machine of an SEO and say, okay, so if we were to write these pieces of content that we think this company needs, what keywords would we target? Are there keywords that are relevant? Are maybe the the client didn't actually use that word, but this is a better way to say it. And that's where your brain and your experience comes in. Every, we all have this knowledge machine that a client says one thing, Google says the other, and it's our job to do a merge of that. Usually it means structuring your headings properly. It means including you know, relevant links, relevant anchor text, the images, everything that we know about SEO. It comes from taking what the goals for the business are rather than just, yes, we're just going to go after rankings. Because if you're just going to go after rankings, then what's the point of even speaking to that client in the first place? You don't obviously, you know, you want to focus on rankings and that's fine. But if that's all you're going after and you're going after, I just want a massive spike on that graph so that I can screenshot it and add it to LinkedIn to show everyone how good I look, then then we're not really helping the client. And I think that's the key to all this is to use your knowledge and experience, take what the client says, align it with what people are actually searching for and you can't go far wrong. So you've shared what SEO should be doing in 2023. Now let's talk about what SEO shouldn't be doing. So what's something that's seductive in terms of time, but ultimately counterproductive? What's something that SEO shouldn't be doing in 2023? Well, it's exactly what I do when I'm procrastinating. And I think um, it comes to checking stats, checking graphs, you know, looking at the, the latest keyword research tools. It's we love tech. And we love looking at numbers and graphs and rankings. Um, I just find that um, when I'm in a content production mindset, there are things that come into my uh, brain. And and usually that involves, oh, you know what? That's just giving me an idea. I'm just going to check the rankings on this. I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to do that. So it's having a very specific time within your week to focus on what actually makes an impact. Checking rankings is not going to impact your rankings. You know, checking website traffic isn't going to impact your website traffic. So be very, very careful that you're not spending time as an SEO company. Like I spend a lot of my time, which is getting distracted with checking on results, checking on rankings uh, and actually getting bogged down in the consumption of what you've done rather than the production of what you can do. So that's my uh, that's my mistake. And that's what I'm trying to help myself fix. Um, and thankfully this morning I was able to do that and write 1200 words before 9am, which is uh, which was my goal. But you know, it's always there in the back of your mind as an SEO. You just want to constantly check graphs and stats. Great job. Great job. Well, Martin Huntbatch is owner of Jammy Digital and you can find him over at jammydigital.com. Martin, thanks so much for adding your additional insight to SEO in 2023. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for having me. I've been your host, David Bain, and you've been listening to SEO in 2023 Additional Insights.
a majestic series that complements the original SEO in 2023 podcast, video series, and book. Find out more over at seoin2023.com.